Are you a woman in the middle? You're in the right place. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number 17. Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, so glad you're here for this week's episode, which is all about procrastination, why we choose to do it, and three solid actionable tips to help you do it less. Yes, after all, we know that life is short, right? But is it too short to procrastinate? That is the question. Most of us are familiar with the fine art of procrastination. It's a definition we know well. Procrastination is all about putting things off or delaying until another day, until another time, or until you're hit by lightning, or even until you're inspired. That's a good one. (laughs) For sure, it's until you finish watching five more YouTube videos about funny animals, babies dressed up as animals, real footage of ghosts in high schools at night, and of course, carpool karaoke. Going down this rabbit hole could take some serious time. Yes, it will really add to your already busy day. And these examples rolled off the tip of my tongue because I watched all of these videos this week. And I must tell you that the video of the ghost in the high school at night, that was really scary. There was this security camera in a high school in the middle of the night, like two, three in the morning. And all of a sudden, the lockers started shaking. Papers started flying out. And a door, a locker door, actually flew right past the the security camera. And I know that this took at least four or five minutes of my time because the security camera had like a timer on it. You could see exactly what time it was. So... Some of us do this whole procrastination thing with such finesse. That's why I like to think of it as an art form. It kind of elevates procrastination to a higher level. I also can get quite creative when I'm procrastinating, when I'm at my procrastinating best. Being creative always makes me feel so productive and proud. And in a way, procrastination clears the deck time-wise for the focus that you need to do other things. Other more creative and worthy things like picking up a beading project or maybe a knitting project, especially when a deadline for something else is approaching, or maybe even editing some pictures. I love doing that. Before you know it, an hour goes by. What about a burst of energy to cook? I love finding time to do these things. Um, wait a minute. Look, there's a squirrel. Oh, yeah. And did you know that in Toronto, these squirrels are black, they're not brown, and that when you sit at a window watching squirrels, you can also be attracted by a cardinal or maybe a hawk. There's so many things that can distract you and help you with procrastination. The other thing I noticed about procrastination is that there's a correlation with mindless household chores. I become aware of dust on a bookshelf or a renegade spider web in a weird corner that's really hard to get to. And I, of course, get caught up on the laundry. Funny how this kind of thing moves to the top of the list when I'm at my procrastinating best. In other words, the things we use to procrastinate can sometimes become the thing used to procrastinate. Do you know what I mean? We are so fascinating. 
So you women in the middle out there, it really does beg the question, why can't we just get our shit done? Such a great question. So simple, really, isn't it? It's pretty straightforward to understand when you don't love what you have to do. It makes perfect sense to delay that kind of stuff. But the question I love to think about is why don't we do the things we want to do? The well-known psychologist and philosopher William James once said, and I quote, when you have to make a choice and don't make it, that in itself is a choice. It can be kind of hard to accept this one, though, but it's so true. Our feelings drive our actions, so when you procrastinate, it's driven by a thought. You actually make a choice to procrastinate. It doesn't just happen. Your thought creates your feeling, and then that drives your actions. Think about what really goes on up there in your mind when you're mastering that fine art of procrastination. Why do you think you procrastinate? You're tired? You don't feel like it? Maybe it's a new thing that you need to do, or maybe it's an old thing that you don't like doing. Any of these things ring true? I would like to suggest that the reason you procrastinate is simply because of your thinking. Like I said, thoughts create feelings. There are feelings that result in procrastination and feelings that don't. For example, when you feel motivated, you're less likely to procrastinate. Thinking things like, I can always do this later, or... I'm confused. They're examples of thoughts that don't create motivation. Kind of obvious, right? Another thought that will slow you right down is this one. I work better under pressure. Even though this sounds like a simple observation, it's a thought that basically gets you off the hook until you're down to the wire. It's a thought, not a fact. You make a choice to think it because it serves you somehow. But we really like to think of this thought as if it were the truth, just a fact about yourself. Another really good one related to procrastination is the thought, I just don't feel like it, or I'm just not inspired to do this right now. You can see it, right? These are thoughts. They're optional, but we don't question them. But when you take a really close look, you can see the feelings that these thoughts create. They are not motivational, that's for sure. When you think thoughts like these, the feelings are pretty powerful. Close your eyes for a minute and notice how you feel, if you're not driving, that is. As I repeat a couple of these thoughts, I want you to cue in to the feeling that you get immediately. I just don't feel like it. I can always do this later. I'm a procrastinator. What did you feel? Did you feel off the hook? Did you feel less stressed out? Did you feel less uncomfortable? Did you feel more energized? It's interesting, right? You're trying to do something that you want to do, that you've decided to do, and your decision not to do it makes you feel less stressed and more energized. On the surface, this makes no sense at all. And then these feelings create your post procrastination results. Nothing new related to your intentional goal has happened, which proves your thought that you can do it later, that you're a procrastinator. So my amazing women in the middle, if you really want to get shit done, you have to look procrastination straight in the face and ask yourself why you're making the decision to delay doing what you want to do. What is really going on here? What are you really trying to avoid? What discomfort are you trying to avoid? 
My clients talk a lot about being afraid or feeling overwhelmed, especially when it comes to doing new things. So notice what happens when you feel these feelings or even indulge in these feelings. These feelings are actually stopping you. They're dream stealers. They're preventing you from moving forward. They're helping you put off the thing you wanted to make happen, the thing you wanted to apply for, the thing you wanted to start, the thing you wanted to try, the thing you wanted to do, or the thing you wanted to create. And I would like to suggest that it's critically important to continue creating and evolving, even though it's scary. Pushing yourself forward, even though it can be uncomfortable, is so important. But even though it's hard, you have a choice to do it anyway, because you want to, because you've decided that this was the plan, because you want more for yourself, because you want to live intentionally, because you want to do things on purpose, because that's the woman you want to be, even at your age, or maybe that's the woman you finally want to be. Whatever the case The point is that sometimes you just have to do hard things, even though you may not be inspired at a particular moment, even though you don't feel like it, you know what I mean. Let's take an example I'm sure you can relate to. Let's think about the actual process of procrastination. Imagine you've decided to declutter your basement. You've set up a schedule and you've planned to have it done over the next month. So four weeks to done, that's your goal. Doesn't sound like much fun though, right? Easy to imagine procrastinating on this one. You wake up, you take a look at your calendar, and you see that you're scheduled to work on the basement between 9 and 11 a.m. Right away, you notice that you're not into it. You don't feel like it. You start to notice that you're entertaining the thought that you might not stick to your schedule. There's the drama. Instead of supervising your thought, you entertain it. You think to yourself, hmm... Is it really a big deal if I don't do it? When could I make up the time? Is it really going to take this long? I worked hard and I'm tired. You decide to think that it's okay to delay your plans because you don't feel like it, because it will be hard. Maybe it'll be boring. When you think this thought, you feel content. You find something else to do. Maybe laundry, maybe that beading project, maybe Facebook, especially a few of those videos like the sloth crossing the street. That's another one I've watched. (laughs) That's super entertaining. The point is that the thought created the feeling that fueled the action. And the result is that you procrastinated and delayed cleaning up the basement. I think that this is all completely normal, and I'm sure most of you women in the middle can totally relate to just not feeling motivated to do the things you set out to do sometimes. But the question I have for you is this. Do you think that this is a good enough reason not to do the thing you plan to do, the thing you want to do, the thing you think that you should actually do because you want to? What would you tell your child if they were supposed to clean up their room, but they didn't feel like it? What would you tell your spouse or best friend if they didn't feel like completing the application for a job that they were really excited about? I think that you would probably say that sometimes you have to do things that you just don't feel like doing. Sometimes you have to suck it up and push forward when you're not motivated. Sometimes you have to take a deep breath and do hard things and pull up your big girl panties, even though you're a little scared or tired, or bored, or otherwise not into it. Sometimes you just have to start, and the inspiration comes later. The thing to remember is that thoughts are 
optional. You know that it takes discipline to get things done. You know that you have to push through and do things that you don't feel like doing. But even with all of your years of experience, when it comes to you, you catch yourself indulging in procrastination more often than you want. See if you can imagine thinking something like these thoughts instead. I'm going to do it anyway, even though I don't feel like it. I don't feel super inspired, and that's okay. I'm open to the idea that I will keep to my schedule and just do it. I actually like doing things like this. I like getting this stuff done. I'm excited that I can see what I'm doing to myself, procrastinating, and can finally do something about it. Are you finding it too hard to believe thoughts like these? If so, I would ask yourself, why? Another interesting thought that doesn't serve you is this little innocent looking one. I always procrastinate. Do you find yourself saying this about yourself? I always procrastinate. This thought typically creates feelings like hopelessness and non-confidence. It's a good one to be aware of because of what happens next. You give up and simply accept that procrastination is going to happen. You know what I'm talking about? It's just like, I'm just giving up. It's just the way it is. But you can see from the examples that we've been talking about that this is simply not true. This is another optional thought that doesn't motivate you at all, and you don't have to think it. It doesn't make you feel good about yourself. You just don't have to think it, especially after you understand how it makes you feel, that it's a thought that you're choosing and not a fact. The fact might be that you have a task on your calendar and something's due by a certain date. Those are facts. They're neutral. And this is very different than what you choose to think on purpose. So as women in the middle, I know you're ready to say enough of wasting time, enough of pretending that you're a victim to your thinking, enough of not feeling good about what you're getting done or what you're not getting done. So here are three concrete tips to help you procrastinate less. They're solid tips for cleaning up your mental hygiene when it comes to getting a handle on procrastination. So first, try to decide in advance how you want to feel when you're doing the task at hand. So as we've discussed, feelings are one word vibrations in your body, and you can actually make this choice. So here are some examples of feelings that typically help you get things done. Motivated, happy, excited, proud, Fired up, capable, confident, relieved, determined. Think carefully about what you would have to think to produce the feeling you want. If the thought, like this one, I love knowing that I will get this done quickly. If that thought makes you feel relieved, which leads to you working on it, then you know you're on the right track. My second tip is simple. Remember to practice thinking the thoughts that you know create feelings that help you get your work done. I want you to practice them like you would practice anything else in your life, like golf, playing piano, tennis, skiing, anything like that. You get my drift. It might feel a little unnatural or weird at first, but the more you practice thinking thoughts on purpose, the more comfortable these thoughts will be. You may have to write them down. You may not remember the actual thought that you want to think. So maybe you need a sticky note or a reminder in your phone. The important thing is 
to help yourself remember to practice. So when you practice the thoughts, you're going to look for a visual cue to help you remember. Now, I know that really sounds like, oh, come on, Susie, really? But I'm telling you, I like to put reminders in my phone. And when they pop up, I totally forgot that they were coming. And I see the thought there. And it's like, oh, yeah. And to me, it feels like a little like a little virtual hug that I'm helping myself do things that are important to me. So wherever you find it useful to put these little reminders, maybe it's on the visor of your car, maybe it's in your phone holder, maybe it's in your purse, in your wallet, maybe it's on your makeup mirror. It doesn't matter. What's important is that it's part of your morning routine. Maybe if you go down to the kitchen to get a coffee, you're going to put it inside the cupboard. Like I said, it doesn't matter. The important thing is, is to figure out what's useful to you to see a reminder and then to practice thinking it. So practicing the thought could be that you're actually going to say it out loud, or it could be that you're just going to rehearse it in your mind. It doesn't matter. You're going to practice thinking it. So the third tip is for you to think about how you will feel after the thing that you want to do is actually done. So allow yourself to feel the relief, the pride, the accomplishment. So as I'm discussing with you briefly right now, these feelings, what thought did you have that created that feeling? Can you get a handle on it? If you're going to actually feel proud or relieved that you took care of the basement, what's the thought that generated that feeling? That thought can be practiced. It's a real option for you. It's available to you right now. So if you can get a handle on it and you can remember it, you can appreciate the fact that you understand what's going on in your mind and you can practice thinking it to help you get a handle on procrastination. You can love that you're learning how to be a person who procrastinates less. That's it for this episode. When you prioritize the things you really want to do, you owe it to yourself to excel at doing them. Being older and wiser has helped you realize that though, right? Loving life again is a real option, especially when you take the opportunity to procrastinate less, one thought at a time. Want more help? I totally get that because I needed more help. So why not book a free mini insight consult session with me? As a woman in the middle, I know that you know that life is short. Hopping on the phone with me is a great way to take the first step to really, truly loving your life again and ending some of that crazy frustration. So head over to my website at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash let's chat. And that's how you can book your appointment. I can't wait to see your name in my calendar. Thanks so much for listening and have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more, head over to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want. Music